0: And a welcome here to an all-new episode of Super Powered Pop's Case of the Mondays, coming to you every single Monday during your lunch break. And some of you are watching this after the fact, after the fact that it came out live. So thank you for joining us, however you're connecting with us. We appreciate you so very much. You know that Super Powered Pop is with our exclusive studio partner. That exclusive studio partner is, of course, Parker, Banner, Kent, and Wayne comics, and they, uh, for short, PBKW comics, they're located on 21500 Catawba Ave in Unit A down in Cornelius, North Carolina, and so we're now just checking the uh, audio here. We're good to go, so excited about that and having some fun with it, so we are here with you in numerous places. We are live with you on the DTBM Network, which is Dan Tortora Broadcast Media, where, where all of our shows are underneath one umbrella. The DTBM Network is live on dtbmnetwork.podbean.com for live internet streaming radio all over the world. So we appreciate you listening there. We appreciate you watching, watching and listening to our Blue Beetle special on Instagram on our story at Pop. That's at... Super powered pop. And of course, we welcome you and we thank you for being here with us on facebook.com backslash live now dt with this conversation on Case of the Mondays, which is our series that come to you every single Monday during lunchtime for those of you on the West Coast in the morning during breakfast time. And so happy to be with you around the world inside of the Parker Banner, Kent and Wayne. Comics and Games Studios, PBKW Comics Studios. So excited to be here. And you can see their logo that is right here to my right on your screen. So big shout out to Parker Banner, Kent, and Wayne. I love going there. I've been going there for many years since back in 2019. And you can find them on 21500 Catawba Ave, Unit A in Cornelius, North Carolina, which is just outside of Charlotte. Really amazing place and worth the drive every single time that you head over there. And to me, you know, it's worth getting on a plane, flying over there and going to see them. So today we're talking about Blue Beetle. If you couldn't tell by the t-shirt, it's all up in your face. So we're talking about Blue Beetle. And this movie is something that I have been anxiously anticipating since the first trailer came out. And, you know, when they say, how much of an effect can a trailer have on you? Well, I was not. I didn't know anything about Blue Beetle. So I obviously wasn't a fan of Blue Beetle because I didn't know anything about Blue Beetle. And I became a fan of Blue Beetle coming off of that first trailer, which led me to buying comics, which led me to buying collectibles, which led me to speaking here with you today in Super Power Pops Case of the Monday special on Blue Beetle, the character Blue Beetle the movie coming out all inside of PBKW Comics Studios. So as we have this conversation for this and uh, Matt, who is the owner of PBKW Comics, big shout out to Matt Milburn for being with us today, said that he's uh, very excited about the actor that has taken on the role of the Blue Beetle, uh, Jaime Reyes. And some of you have been you know, able to see him in obviously other roles throughout time. And so, I mean, I'm just, I'm looking forward to this. I'm really looking forward to this movie, but I want to give some backstory on the Blue Beetle before we get into the movie itself. So for those of you who don't know the Blue Beetle, I'm going to bring you back in time and back to 1939, 1940, where we met our first Blue Beetle, the original Blue Beetle, an archaeologist named Dan Garrett, who uncovered in an Egyptian tomb, an ancient scarab that gave him superpowers, which he used to fight crime. After the first iteration of the Blue Beetle, we met the second Blue Beetle, who is Ted Kord. Ted Kord could not unlock the Scarab. He had no powers, but he used his wits, he used his fists, and he had a bunch of gadgets, which some of this in the movie that's coming out, when you look at gadgets and you look at the layer, is an ode back to Ted Kord, who did not have the superpowers, of the Blue Beetle, but had a bunch of gadgets which liken him to the character in DC, Batman, and also had a sense of humor, which brings us to other places that uh, we've learned comedic characters in DC as well as Marvel. So the third iteration of Blue Beetle, who is the character that we will see in the upcoming movie, is Jaime Reyes. Jaime Reyes is a teenager from El Paso, Texas. He bonds with the Scarab that originally bonded with Dan Garrett, and this Artifacts gave him incredible alien armor, which he uses to defend his hometown from metahuman criminals, and we learn about the metahumans, a lot of people, from watching the Arrowverse and, of course, watching the Flash hit TV series, which is one of my favorite TV shows of all time that is beyond anything. Drama, superhero, fantasy, sci-fi, comedy. Put all the TV shows I've ever loved together, The Flash is at the top of those in my top three all time of not just superhero shows but any show i've ever seen on television be it streaming service or broadcast network tv uh blueby and i want to shout out the cw for being the best part of dc on the big or small screen in recent history the movies in the theatrical movies not the greatest i believe that the best part of dc has been on TV and it's been on the CW. So everybody who made those decisions to find those writers and find those directors and producers and those characters and spent the money to create it, shout out to everybody that brought in the Arrowverse, which brought us the Legends of Tomorrow, brought us Batgirl as well as bringing us the Flash. Like I said, one of my favorite shows of all time and so on and so forth. If not for the CW, I feel like DC would be so far behind the eight ball right now. They did a tremendous job, and Grant Gustin, you're still my Flash. So, and I and I've said that for years, and I'll say it again. Uh, Blue Beetle has been a part of the superhero community in the DC universe. And Jaime Reyes uh, joining, uh, looking at well, and he's been part of the DC universe in some form since 1939. Uh, so we've seen these different iterations of the Blue Beetle uh, go solo as well as join the Justice League. And Teen Titans. And so now we have the opportunity of seeing this character on screen. Uh, Matt said, it's a shame that they didn't use them in the cinematic universe. Yeah, I agree. You know, it it made absolutely no sense that the TV universe for DC and the theatrical universe for DC were considered totally separate entities. How do you build something? It was basically doing the opposite of the plan of Marvel and Marvel Cinematic Universe outside of the fact that Marvel never never really paid a lot of respect to Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. They did introduce Agent Colson in the movies in Marvel's Avengers and then brought him into the TV show. So there was a connection. But the TV show Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. never got the respect that it deserved theatrically. And I'm still waiting to see Quake in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. But most of the MCU from TV to the big screen was connected. DC did the exact opposite. DC was like, whatever's happening on TV has nothing to do with the movies, and vice versa. I don't know who was in the room arguing that Grant Gustin couldn't play The Flash on the big screen. There was this weird conversation that I was hearing. That actors on the small screen can't handle the big screen. And if you're an actor, you're an actor. So that doesn't make any sense to me. Right? It never made any sense to me. If you can do it on one screen, why can't you do it on the other? If you're the character, you're the character. If you're the Flash, then you're the Flash. And not having Arrow on the big screen was weird to me you know Stephen Amell I thought he did a great job and not having Grant Gustin and the many characters that and you think about you know the adopted father of the flash on the TV series here's 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 an actor who's been on the big screen the small screen has served multiple roles and has been on Broadway and rent so i mean the cast of the flash itself and the class, the, the cast of arrow doesn't make sense how this cast didn't make sense. I mean, you have Tom on the big screen. You have Tom Cavanaugh, who played Wells in so many different iterations. You know, we had Candace Patton, who played Iris. I thought she did an incredible job. Danielle Panabaker, who I had the opportunity of meeting a few years ago at Dragon Con down in Atlanta, Georgia, who brought us Killer Frost and Caitlin, uh, Carlos Valdez. Who doesn't love Carlos Valdez's character? Seriously. Cisco, Ramon, and Vibe. One of the best characters that I've ever seen in any TV or theatrical show. And uh, loving that. Uh, Danielle Nicolette. Who I had seen in in other things before she came onto the Flash, and the character, uh, the actor that I was talking with you about, who's been on the big screen, the small screen, and on Broadway, who's been able to jump everywhere, is Jesse L. Martin, who, in this show, you know, like I said, is the adopted father of the Flash and uh, Captain Joe West. So. I mean, I I love, and I know we're here to talk about Blue Beetle, but Blue Beetle was almost a TV show. So I'm connecting all of this back together. the, The Flash, to me, so many great actors and actresses that I would have loved to see theatrically, and maybe we can now in the DCU now that it's being run by James Gunn. And James Gunn did a great job of marrying his Guardians of the Galaxy Volumes 1, 2, and 3 to the greater story of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And inside of the current Marvel Cinematic Universe and Phase 4, arguably, there's been no good movies except for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 and Black Panther Wakanda Forever. I don't think any other thing holds a candle to it. I think those are the best of the best, by far, without doubt. And so, to me, I love what we've gotten to see when it comes to James Gunn's Guardians of the Galaxy volume creations and, like I said, his characters going into all different parts of the Marvel Cinematic Universe and continuing to make sense. He's done it right which is why I'm excited that he's taking over the DC universe. And can we just call it the DC universe? I don't want to call it the DCEU. Just call it the DCU. There's the MCU. There's the DCU. It's easy. It's simple. Let's just call it that. So getting back to Blue Beetle and looking at Blue Beetle's history, like I said, there's three different people in the comics that have come to us as the Blue Beetle. And when we go back to... 1939-1940 1939, 1940, with Dan Garrett. We go back to these comics now. Fox Comics published the character before he was acquired by Charlton Comics. And they relaunched the character as an archaeologist who received par- powers from a magical scarab. When we go to Ted Cord, who is again unable to unlock the powers of the scarab, he used scientific genius to make non lethal beetle blit based tech, similar to to Batman when we look at the gadget world. DC Comics later acquired Charlton Comics uh, characters and incorporated them into the DC universe. Ted Kord's Blue Beetle and his Beetle ship were the inspiration for Night Owl that we see in the Watchmen graphic novel, which I still believe is the most successful graphic novel ever in the history of graphic novels as far as sales. Uh, Ted Kord was Blue Beetle in the comics for years until he was killed by Maxwell Lord in 2005 in the comic Countdown to Infinite Crisis, which set the stage for Jaime Reyes, who comes to us in the Infinite Crisis. So we have the Countdown to Infinite Crisis, where we see the death of the second iteration of the Blue Beetle, who is Ted Cord, And after the Countdown to Infinite Crisis, we go into Infinite Crisis, where we first meet Jaime Reyes. And that leads me to the comics that I have collected in recent history, showing them to you here on at superpowered pop on Instagram and on facebook.com backslash live now DTs live feed, which will also be shared to our Facebook superpowered pop page, which is at superpowered pop, just like Instagram and Twitter, which are all at superpowered pop. So, and for those of you listening, I'll describe these to you. On the DTBM network on live internet streaming radio worldwide on dtbmnetwork.podbean.com. dot dot So countdown infinite crisis. We see the death of Ted Cord, which leads us to the countdown being over. Which says it here right on the top. The countdown is over. So the death of Ted Gort, Ted Cord. Pardon me. In. The countdown to Infinite Crisis. Then we get into Infinite Crisis. Infinite Crisis number one. that has Superman on the cover here. This starts off the series where we meet the new Blue Beetle Jaime Reyes. So I got issue number one. I am miss- missing issue number two and three. Maybe Matt Melbourne and PBKW Comics can help me with that. But issue number four is the issue that immediately follows the first appearance of Jaime Reyes, the person in. DC comics. So I have issue number four, which follows issue number three, and issue number three is the one that introduces Jaime Reyes. But the comic that I really, really wanted that has the first appearance of Jaime Reyes as the Blue Beetle officially in the DC comics is Infinite Crisis number five. And here it is Infinite Crisis number five, looking ever so elegant and beautiful. You can see it right here on your screen. Infinite Crisis number 5, the first appearance of Jaime Reyes as Blue Beetle. And on the cover with him, we see Booster Gold and Batman. So you can take a look at that right here. This is one of my comics that I may get graded. And it's one of my comics that, whether it's graded or not, is going to go to some prominent place here in the PBKW Comics Studios. For super powered pop, so look out for it soon as it will have a prominent place. But I'm looking to definitely showcase this. And it's it's most comics don't get a 10, obviously. And I think we're we might be close to a nine or eight, maybe. Looking at some of the edges. But this comic Infinite Crisis number five. First appearance of Jaime Reyes as Blue Beetle. And then I also got, right after that, Infinite Crisis number six, just so I had that. So I almost have the entire series of, uh, well, I almost have the uh, a bunch of the Infinite Crisis here around Jaime Reyes. Uh, I am missing two and three, but I have number one, number four, number five, number six. So to refresh you all that means i have the first comic in the infinite crisis series then i have the first one to follow jaime reyes's introduction which he's introduced to number three and i have number four and his first ever appearance as officially the blue beetle is infinite crisis number five which i have here with me on screen and then I have number six, which follows his first appearance as Blue Beetle. So these are all in my collection, my Blue Beetle collection, which was provoked by me seeing the trailer, getting excited for the movie, and then wanting to go out and make sure that I have some notable comics with the Blue Beetle. The other ones that I have of the Blue Beetle, our uh, so, I, so I have uh, DC Comics, and if you look at each of these DC here, they've changed their logo DC multiple times, and you can see them here on your screen. As we have the DC with the star, we have the D uncovering the C, and then we have the one we're used to seeing now, which is DC inside of the circle. So you can see that here on your screen. So I have this blue beetle friend or foe, which came to us in June, 2006. see that right here and then i have a uh, mission destroy booster gold which is number 11 here which came out as well in the recent history of the blue beetle who's a younger character a 21st well jaime reyes is a jaime reyes is blue beetle is a 21st century blue beetle but blue beetle Coming to us with Dan Garrett and the ancient Scarab back in 1939-1940 time. So Blue Beetle here. I got this one with Booster Gold because Booster Gold in the DCU, which will connect TV and the movie theater for the first time ever with DC, where you can make it make sense. And with James Gunn taking over, making that decision that the DCU is the DCU, not the DC TV and DC movies being two totally separate universes, which makes no sense. So now with the DCU going from Max and their streaming to whatever could happen anywhere else on TV to going and seeing it on the big screen, Booster Gold inside of James Gunn's DCU is getting his own TV show. And the thought that we could meet Jaime Reyes' Blue Beetle on the big screen and then see him reappear on Max, which used to be called HBO Max, in the Booster Gold series, there could be a crossover, which is why I got this Booster Gold Blue Beetle comic. And then uh, these are interesting here. Both DC and Marvel did Powerless series, and this is the uh, DC Universe Rebirth, which happened in recent history, and this is where Blue Beetle becomes powerless. So the the powerless ones that we saw with like Spider-Man and Wolverine and Daredevil and so on and so forth, in Marvel, there's also DC's Powerless series, and so I picked up this Blue Beetle, Powerless series. Comics. So, those are my Blue Beetle comics that I have to share with you today inside of the PBKW Comics Studios here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora. And uh, Matt said, I checked, they have to be in the warehouse, LOL. So, thank you for checking, Matt, as if I'm going to complete what I'm looking for here with Infinite Crisis, I would love for it to come from PBKW Comics on 21500 Catawba Ave in Unit A in Cornelius, North Carolina, just outside of Charlotte, one of the fastest-growing cities in America. So you definitely want to head out to Cornelius, which is just outside of Charlotte. But yeah, I mean, to have the ones that I have and to have this baby, which I can't stop showing on screen, Infinite Crisis number 5, the first appearance of Jaime Reyes as Blue Beetle. Very excited to have that. So, as we look back into the history of Blue Beetle, like I said, uh, Jaime Reyes is the third Blue Beetle in the comics. When we look at the history overall, in in what was going to happen here and and what could happen and whatnot, there were past attempts at bringing Blue Beetle to us. Now, he wasn't even back in the comics for five years. Before we looked at the fact that he was going to be added to that CW Arrowverse with Legends of Tomorrow and Batgirl and Arrow and The Flash. That we were potentially going to see a Blue Beetle TV series on the CW back in 2020. And obviously, you know, COVID hit then. Jeff Johns, DC writer, uh, shared some test images of the series the following year. And so uh, that didn't end up happening. And then we saw, we did see Blue Beetle appear in the final season of Smallville in an episode alongside Ted Kord's closest friend and ally, Booster Gold. Again, so we've already seen in the small screen, Booster Gold and the Blue Beetle. So is there a chance we could see that again on Max when Booster Gold comes out in the new DCU led by James Gunn? Around 2013, DC and Warner Brothers were looking at adapting Ted Kord's Blue Beetle, not, Je- not Jaime Reyes, but Ted Kord, into a feature film, which made him unavailable to the Arrowverse television franchise, which means he couldn't be put on the CW. Ted Kord was meant to be introduced in Arrow Season 3, but because he was off limits, they went for Ray Palmer, a.k.a. The Atom, which became a reoccurring character on Arrow, The Flash, and DC's Legends of Tomorrow. Now, Jaime Reyes went into the animated series, became a part of Batman the Brave and the Bold, and in 2013, went on to the animated series Young Justice, where he was a big part of the season two storyline, and that being Jaime Reyes' Blue Beetle. Season two featured The Reach, which we'll get to in a minute, as one of the primary villains, which put Blue Beetle into the spotlight and brought his backstory to a wider audience. Those children that were watching back in 2013, now in 2023, are 10 years old. So there could be a bunch of kids that liked Blue Beetle and Young Justice in the animated series that might want to go see Blue Beetle now, which would be great. And that would be really cool to see them. Warner Brothers started developing a live action Blue Beetle movie in November 2018, but there was no traction allegedly until 2021. When we got to see Blue Beetle announced as one of the DC projects that Warner Brother was looking at developing for HBO Max. So it was going to become a movie released exclusively on HBO Max, which is now called Max. They were going to put him on the streaming service, which was called the DC, back in the DC EU at the time, which was the DC Extended Universe, which has now been shorted to the DCU, because DC EU is just weird to say and it's. It's just I don't know, it doesn't DCEU doesn't flow off the tongue like DCU and MCU. So, we were looking at Blue Beetle, Batgirl, Zatanna and the Wonder Twins all coming to HBO Max, which is now Max. But that did not happen. Warner Brothers Discovery canceled the Wonder Twins, Batgirl, and Zatanna, but did not cancel Blue Beetle. First look at the film came back in October 21, 2021, pardon me, in my birth month at DC fandom when we looked at concept art for the film's costume. December 2021, Blue Beetle got upgraded from HBO Max to a featured theatrical release on the big screen and began filming in May 2022. Development canceled on Zatanna and Wonder Twins, and Batgirl, which has already done filming, has never been shown, which at this point, just release it. It's like The Flash. We know it's not going to be part of your future plans, of James Gunn's DCU the way that it is now. We could see a Batgirl, but not this one. But if the filming's done and you put all this work and money into it, and all these actors and actresses and producers and directors worked on this and editors, you might as well release the movie. There was potentially going to be a delay of Blue Beetle with the current strikes that are going on. But the release date has stayed. And we will see Blue Beetle hit theaters on, they always say that Friday is the release date, but it's not anymore because movies get released on Thursday and not even Thursday night. It's Thursday during the day. So we will see Blue Beetle come to theaters Thursday, August 17th and Friday, August 18th. And looking at the actor that's going to be playing Jaime Reyes, Zolo Mariduena, Mariduena, say that to yourself, Zolo Mariduena will be bringing Blue Beetle to life on the big screen for the first time ever on the big screen and on the small screen in live action. The first Blue Beetle we will see is the third iteration in the comics, Jaime Reyes, who will be brought to us by Zolo Mariduena. And I'm very excited for Zolo to come to us on the big screen and showcase a character that I am very excited to see. This is one of the movies that I've most anticipated in a very long time. And of any DC movie, it is the one that I've been incredibly excited about exponentially more than anything in years that they've put out. And we do know from James Gunn that Blue Beetle is now the official move into the DCU that he runs, that the Black Adam and Henry Cavill's Superman and everything else that we've been seeing, that's all in the past. Maybe some of the actors and actresses will come back. Maybe they won't. But the official James Gunn-led DC universe that will bond TV and movie theater, thank God, Big screen, small screen, will not have two different universes, thank goodness. James Gunn has included and told you to go see Blue Beetle. And I can't wait to know that Blue Beetle, and you can already tell by the look of the trailer and the look of everything out there, that the Blue Beetle, to me, is part of this new DCU. There's no more DCEU, there's no more disbanding, there's no more confusion. We are now going to see the DC Universe bond on the small and big screens, and Blue Beetle is a part of that. And I can't wait to see what James Gunn's going to do with Blue Beetle because Blue Beetle is an exciting character that what I've seen with James Gunn in Guardians of the Galaxy, I feel like it's right up his alley. And there's, when you watch the trailer, the trailers, I should say, to Blue Beetle. There's like a nod to Iron Man and to like a little bit of that Deadpool comedy and then bringing it, I mean, there's different. And with Iron Man being gone in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, seeing a character whose face looks similar, similar and seeing him shoot up into space and be, you know, overlooking the entire earth, there's that Iron Man feel to it. And with a bunch of fans out there that don't currently have an Iron Man, it's a pretty cool timing by DC to do what they're doing. And we know that DC's first chapter of James Gunn's DCU is called Gods and Monsters. And this chapter, I think the Blue Beetle fits right into because we're looking at this James Gunn plan and there is the notion. That Blue Beetle, as much as he is a superhero. Could. Also be on the side of Monster. And the overall DC slate. That we have coming up here. Like I said, that I'm that I'm really, really looking forward to. To know that Blue Beetle is here with us and to know that this is not going to be shown and then abandoned is great. So great. There's so many things coming up here. And to look at that bigger DC universe under co-CEO James Gunn There's a lot of things coming up. And in this chapter one, gods, gods and Monsters, we can see the fact that Creative Command Creature Commandos is going to be coming as an animated series of military superhumans written by Gunn. And these characters that we see animated could be in live action. That's the great part of the DCU under James Gunn and the entire team that DC now has is that everything's connected. If it's on TV, it could be in the movie theater. If it's in the movie theater, it could be in an animated series. Animated characters could be live action, live action, and animated. We're, we're keeping the, cohesive, the cohesion. We're keeping the connection. The voice that you hear in this animated series, that's going to be the actor or actress in the live action. The fact that all this is going to be connected makes perfect sense because what DC was doing made no sense. And James Gunn has been inside of the Marvel Cinematic Universe and he knows what works and he knows what doesn't. So Waller is going to be a spinoff series to the HBO Max show Peacemaker that will focus on Viola Davis's head of government character. And I'm excited to see Waller because I love, love that. Superman Legacy will bring us a new movie with a new actor playing Superman and a new actress playing Lois Lane. And we'll look at the upbringing on Earth as well as the heritage from the planet Krypton. The true beginning of the DCU with Superman Legacy is looking to be released July 11th, 2025. Lanterns, which I'm really, really looking forward to this, will be an HBO television series that focuses on Green Lantern heroes Hal Jordan and Jon Stewart. And that will tie into the bigger DCU story. The Authority will be a big movie based on characters who want to fix the world by any means necessary. Kind of like Thunderbolts for the MCU. Paradise and also the boys that we see on Amazon Prime. Uh, Paradise Lost will be a Game of Thrones style television series that's looking at the all-female island Themyscira where Wonder Woman was born. The Brave and the Bold will feature Bruce Wayne and Damian Wayne, Batman's young killer son, as Robin. So we'll see. That's exciting. Booster Gold, which I mentioned, which will, uh, which is about a quote-unquote loser from the future who comes back to save the day. Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow will be a science fiction epic film that will focus on Supergirl, who grew up on a chunk of the planet Krypton, and watched all the people around her die, and she's a more jaded character, which we kind of saw in this Flash movie that's not going to be a part of it. Swamp Thing will be a very dark horror story that takes place outside of the rest of the DCU, but will feed into the rebooted DC universe, according to James Gunn. So definitely looking forward to this. Really excited about this, and everything's to come up. But to get back to the Blue Beetle, and everything that I'm excited about here in Zolo's Mariduena, Zolo maridueña's uh, creation of well seeing Zolo Maridueña bring uh, Jaime Reyes to life. So much looking forward to uh, this and and what the future can be. So uh, it was developed and filmed when the franchise was the DC EU, but James Gunn and Peter Saffron, Set, who were appointed the new heads of DC uh, studios, looking at this in this connected universe, God, gods and monsters, they confirmed that the Flash would reset the DCEU into the DCU, and it would lead right into Blue Beetle. So Blue Beetle, a part of the future of the DCU, fingers crossed, but it seems that way. And uh, Blue Beetle will take place in the restarted DC universe after the Flash, and while the film was made during the original DCEU, there's a chance any major references to that original timeline could, take, could be taken out and made to fit the new universe. So uh, the film is produced by Peter Saffron, and with him working with James Gunn on the future of the DCU, why would he want to get rid of something that he worked on? So... Good stuff to come for the Blue Beetle and this movie, again, coming out August 17th and 18th to the world. And I can't wait before we finish up this Super Powered Pop Case of the Mondays edition that is focused on the Blue Beetle. I'm going to be showing you some collectibles I just picked up and uh, proudly inside of these PBKW Studios here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora, our exclusive studio partner, PBKW Comics, which you can find on 21500 Catawba Ave in Unit A in Cornelius, North Carolina, right outside of Charlotte, North Carolina. And I want to give a big time shout out to Anhel Manuel Soto, who's the director of this Blue Beetle movie, and to Gareth Dunitz Alcacer, who is the writer of this movie. And I can't wait to see one of my favorite comedians of all time, George Lopez in this also, 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 also Becky G lends her voice to this big time fan of Becky G's music, as well as some of her acting. She was in the power Rangers, most recent live action film. So a lot of good stuff to come up with this. And, uh, we look at Victoria cord and Jenny cord And you look at that last name, K-O-R-D, bringing us back to Ted Cord. So I feel like we'll be able to connect back to the first and second Blue Beetle as we bring in the third Blue Beetle of the comics, Jaime Reyes, played by, once again, Zolo Mari Duena. And before we go, as promised, I picked up a bunch of collectible pieces here of the Blue Beetle. I was able to get this DC Superheroes A Blue Beetle here, which is a nice little, like, artwork change to him. So you can see this on our screens. Got this really cool Blue Beetle, which is a pop figure number 410. And these just came out for the actual Blue Beetle movie with the Blue Beetle logo that you see on my shirt also on here. This is a pop 1404, and this is Jaime Reyes holding the ancient scarab in his hand. So you can see that. And then a Target exclusive glow-in-the-dark Blue Beetle where he is seemingly riding something that he has created with the Blue Beetle technology. And this is only at Target, so I got this. And then I also picked this up, the DC Multiverse, Multiverse Blue Beetle, and there's a couple of these. There's there's actually another one that has Blue Beetle with the protective uh, wings that we see in the trailer, those protective wings that essentially break the bus uh, bus in half that he talks about. So there's there's another one that has those. And uh, so this has the sword that he puts together that I said is my favorite part of the original trailer. So this Blue Beetle character in the DC multiverse is another thing that I picked up. So one trailer that I watched over and over and over again leads me to where we are today. That one trailer led me to wanting to see the movie, which led me to buying Blue Beetle comics and collectibles, which leads me to today's episode of Super Power Pops Case of the Mondays inside of the PBKW Comics Studios. Uh, Nell weighed in here and said uh, that they agree, uh, they have a feeling there's going to be a big switch between Marvel and DC. Yeah, James Gunn, First and foremost, DC trying to unceremoniously fire James Gunn and then the gar- the actors and actresses that are in the Guardians of the Galaxy saying, "You can fire James Gunn, but you're going to have to get rid of all of us cuz we're not going to do a movie without him." Led to James Gunn's return to do Volume 3, which once again, I cannot overstate enough, there's only two good movies That, oh no, Spider-Man No Way Home kind of came out of this too, so let me not say that. But of the recent move, of Phase 4 as we know it, there hasn't been a lot of good. Spider-Man No Way Home, so what I said earlier here, Spider-Man No Way Home, obviously a fantastic film. Of the recent movies that have been made in the last few years by Marvel, without doubt, in my opinion, there's only been two good movies. Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 3 and Black Panther, Wakanda forever. Because Marvel has kind of lost their way in their movies, in some of their TV shows. It's just not there. And DC is ripe right now to take and grab your attention and hold it. Make no mistake, James Gunn coming to DC... Changing the DCEU name, which is hard and weird to say. DCEU. It doesn't make sense. DCU, perfect. James Gunn coming here with a plan, with chapters, with multiple TV show and theatrical and animated show releases coming up. He has a true plan. He's been inside Marvel. His Guardians of the Galaxy Volumes 1, 2, and 3 fit. In the greater story. His characters fit in the greater story. James Gunn coming to DC is a is a is, that's a power move. It's a big move. Talk about realignment in sports. How about realignment in the sci-fi fantasy universe? So we have him, and we have Peter Saffron as well. And I think DC is in a wonderful place. By the way, Blue Beetle being a part and the first official part of the new era of DC on TV and in the movie theater just so happens to be with a character that reminds us of Iron Man at a time where Marvel has killed their Iron Man on screen. I also think that That could be another move that works well. When we look at the technology, we look at the face, and we look at him going off into space and overseeing Earth. There's a lot of things happening with DC that I think, and the ability to create all different types of things. Having no Iron Man and having a loss of that character is a perfect time for DC to bring us Blue Beetle, especially for people that don't know the character. And with people with the last name Cord K-O-R-D, in this movie, we're going to be able to connect to the deeper story of the Blue Beetle, to hopefully all three Blue Beetles in the comics, and to also connect us to The Reach, which I said I would mention before I go. In Blue Beetle's history in the comics, we connect him back to something that's called The Reach. And The Reach is a bigger storyline that could be coming in Gods and Monsters, Chapter 1, or later on, for... James Gunn's plan for the DCU. And that Reach, as we look back at this, the comic, when we go back to Infinite Crisis, the comic retconned the magical Scarab with a new alien origin and gave Jaime Reyes full access to the ability, including a powered exoskeleton. The Scarab is designed by an alien species known as the Reach who send the Scarab to planets to attach to a host, corrupt that host, and allow the Reach to invade and conquer multiple planets. Which also, when we look at giving some type of tech, some type of superpowered thing to go to a planet and eventually destroy that planet, now I'm starting to think about Galactus and Silver Surfer in its own kind of way. So could James Gunn, even though we know this movie was coming before the new plans of the DCU, could Blue Beetle be taken advantage of no Iron Man, no Silver Surfer, and no Galactus, and no otherworldly alien coming to wipe out planets? Could they be taken full advantage of the fact that the Marvel Cinematic Universe is not doing that right now? Maybe. It's a ripe time for the Blue Beetle, for Jaime Reyes, and for DC's new stories. Gods and Monsters, a new chapter. DCU, a new universe. And Blue Beetle, the first chess move in what DCU is becoming. The comics are here in the PBKW Comics Studios here on Super Powered Pop. Keeping with that pop in Super Powered Pop, the pop figures of Blue Beetle are here, including this Target exclusive that just came out. And I can't wait to see the movie. So the best way for me to end this conversation on the Blue Beetle is by reenacting, even though I'm sitting down, the one part of the first trailer for Blue Beetle that I could not stop watching, where the text says you can create whatever you think of. And he takes a sword in one hand, a sword in the other, puts his hands together to create a massive sword, and then he does a Hispanic dance move, which I love because it's in my culture, does that move, puts one of his legs out, Puts the sword on the ground, and as he's scraping it across the ground, Jaime Reyes goes, Ha ha, yeah! And that excitement in that moment as he does that dance move and brings that sword down has gotten me ecstatic about this. Sometimes it takes one trailer, one moment that can lead to buying comics, buying collectibles, and going to see the movie. It's amazing. What creativity can do to create new fans, bring back fans, and get us excited about something that we may, before a few months ago, never knew. Blue Beetle, coming to theaters August 17th and 18th, and make sure you come to PBKW Comics seven days a week at 21500 Catawba Ave, Unit A, in Cornelius, North Carolina, right outside of Charlotte. And of course, be with us worldwide on Super Powered Pop on the DTBM network, DTBM network.podbean.com, as well as Facebook.com backslash live now DT, Facebook.com backslash superpowered pop, and on Instagram at superpowered pop on Mondays for our super powered pop series, Case of the Mondays, flipping the script and turning Mondays from negative into positive as we come to you inside of the Parker Banner, Kent, and Wayne comic studios to talk about topics all throughout the year. I thank you for being here for the Blue Beetle, and I cannot wait to talk with you after I see the movie. Remember, your hero lies within. We'll talk soon. Be well.